Welcome to the past. Today in Will, I have John Ireland, who covered for the Lakers for ESPN LA and also um, is a Lakers play-by-play voice for the Lakers radio network. What happened to Will? He's not here this week. Okay, he flaked out on you. Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. I'm happy to be pinch hitting. <laughs> we don't have much time because we, we both have things we need to do today. Yeah, we're taping this right before the Mason and Ireland show, and there's this Antonio Brown story is oh, yeah, going it's on. Great. It's, great stuff. Uh, it's the opening night of the NFL season. I can't wait to watch. What? What is it? Where do you want to start? I want to start with the whole Laker thing that has been going on here for the past four or five months. Okay. Um, I want to start off with the story that you told me on the way back from Orange County that captivated me. I Which wanted... one? <laughs> well, we had a long trip that day. Um, the the one about how you can't do the sidelines anymore because you... Well, here's here's... What what I didn't fully tell you, uh, and okay. I can't I can't be completely candid. Okay, but um, as you know, yeah. there's been a major change to the schedule yes. here yes. at ESPN. Yes, um, and so there are going to be days where Mason and I are on from three to six, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have to walk across the street. And basically be ready to do the game in an hour. I will, so I'm going to be on. I will be here for some of those days. Right. So <laughs> it would. Uh, the reason I'm not going to do Spectrum this year is nothing against Spectrum okay. and nothing against so anyone you, else. So when you when we drove in the car that day, did you already know about some? Not a hundred percent, but I knew it was a possibility. And so for me to. I mean, I can. I'm a hard worker, Wyatt. But for me to basically go on the radio and start talking at three, then I'm going to have maybe an hour to eat and get my head together, and then to stay after and do the post game. I thought was was biting off more than I could chew. So, the Lakers have had a lot. Well, the Lakers have had a lot happen since the last time we did this, which was back in February, I think. Um, it was beginning of the second half of the season before all the right right when all the injuries were happening. Right. Um, so, what are what are your expectations for for the season? All right. Well, let me let me preface this by saying, as you know, I grew up a Laker fan. I work for the Lakers, so I'm very very biased. Me too. But me too. I'm I'm but I'm very hopeful and very optimistic about what they've put together. I think the dynamic of LeBron James and Anthony Davis together, I'll put up against anybody. I know there are Clipper fans who say Kawhi and Paul George. That's not, that's not as I, good. I'm I know there are Rocket fans that say Russ and James Harden. No way. I think <laughs> the combination of LeBron and Anthony Davis surrounded by shooters, which is what Rob Palenka and the basketball staff have been able to put together, is as tough of a team to beat four times in seven games as there is in the league. So I'm not – I said this in the year yesterday, Wyatt. I'm not even nervous if the Lakers don't finish with the best reg- – I hope they do. But if they don't finish with the best regular season record, if they get in to the playoffs, I think they become the team nobody wants to play. Is there a chance that every game in the Western Conference Finals gets played here across the street? Sure. Us? I think there's a great chance. Sure. As a matter of fact, I, I would – I, I mean, I'd have to look it up, but I would say it's the odds-on favorite. I it's, think those are the, the two. Like I, but I mean, there's other good teams. Like, like if the Warriors make the playoffs and get healthy, they become a very tough out. Denver's getting better. Utah's getting better. I think that thing in Houston might work. You know, a lot of people think it won't work, I, I but think I think we'll there could know be by seven. If it doesn't work, right? I think there could be seven teams in the Western Conference who could win it, who could come out of there. But I, if if you made me bet the John Ireland fortune, yes. which is not very large, no, no, no. But if you made me bet it, uh, and I could only take one team, I would take the Lakers. When the Lakers signed Dwight Howard, what did you think? I actually, believe it or not, think it's it's a pretty smart move because of the conditions of the deal. They got him for a minimum contract, and it's a non-guaranteed deal. So if it doesn't work, it's a good experiment. And Wyatt, I believe that when people have hit rock bottom, when they're at their lowest, that's a tremendous motivator. And Dwight has admitted, he did a press conference yesterday, the day before we're taping this, that um, you know he he wants to show everybody that he's not done. And he's looking forward to this opportunity. So uh, 
I'm probably being a little uh, Pollyanna here, but I'm optimistic. I think it might work. So am I. Um, I'm being very optimistic. I don't know if you've heard what I've said about Dwight in the past, which is not optimistic. It's like, I, I understand why you think that, but I also think we should be grateful that it's a non-guaranteed deal. That if it doesn't work, they're not stuck with it. Well, and let me focus on this for a second, too. When, when Dwight was here the last time in 2012, he was a max guy. He was one of the elite players in the league. He was being counted on to carry the Lakers and maybe be their next superstar. None of those things are true now. No. Uh, you know, they're asking him to come in, uh, rebound, play defense, take some heat off of Anthony Davis, which, by the way, I think is critical because Anthony Davis, the most important thing above all else, even above wins. It's health. Correct. Is keeping LeBron and Anthony Davis as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. And I think Dwight helps you with that. I, I think the Lakers have set themselves up to the point where I hate the word load management. I, you know I hate that word. But I think they've set themselves up for making it happen somewhat. Not to the length that they did in Toronto, because I don't think you can. I think that if you do it, you have to be very strategic in how you do it. Um, so if, if you're playing Sacramento or Phoenix or the Wizards, I think you can rest one of them. But you can't rest them both in one game because then you've already lost. I, I disagree with that. I think in the NBA, you can sometimes you can, you can rise up and beat people. But you, you can't rest them for a month. No. You know, um, but, I, you know, the, the Lakers have hired Judy Cito, who I know, who is Kobe's physical therapist, and Nina Shea, the trainer they've hired, are both really smart Has and Nina really progressive. Has Nina ever been with the Lakers before? Oh, she's she... been with the Lakers for the last seven or eight years. Oh, okay. She okay. was the trainer on the what's now the G League team, okay. the South Bay Lakers, but right. back when they were the defenders. Right. Um, Nina's worked her way up, and she's she was on the staff. She was Marco Nunez's uh, oh, top her, lieutenant her, okay, her, for the past okay. three or four years. Nina Nina is, and, and I said this on the air when it happened, Wyatt, um, anyone who works at the Lakers, who's been traveling like I have with the team and who's gotten to know, um, for lack of a better term, the inside of the onion, is right. super happy for Nina because yeah. she's worked really hard. She's one of those people that, you know, used to... Uh, you know, room with, uh, you know, three other staff members at a room in South Dakota with no heat on a freezing cold December night oh, and made it work. So um, she's worked her way up. There's nothing that she's going to see that she hasn't seen before. And I think that a key component of this is Judy, Judy Cito, who's going to oversee all of the athletic training. Um, Judy's worked not just with Kobe, with, with some of the best athletes in the world. So I think the Lakers are in good shape. I do too, and I also think that the one thing the late the Clippers can't do is as much load management as Toronto did last year. Because I don't think they have the roster that can do it. Well, and remember that, and I'm not one of these people that's going to rip the Clippers. I, I actually, I'm not either. I, I actually used, to, as you know, I used to work for the Clippers. Um, I I know a lot of people over there. I think they've put together the best team they've ever had. Um, I, I'm actually uh, hoping they do well against everybody except the Lakers because I think it would do be really you, good for the do city. Do you think that this is a better team, the Lob City team or this or the or this team? Which on one do you pa- think? On paper, this team is because the Lob City team had never had anybody who had gone deep into the playoffs. Um, Kawhi's won two titles and been the finals MVP in both San Antonio and Toronto, so he I gives them a, lot of a dynamic forget. they've never had how great Kawhi Leonard was in that San Antonio Miami series a couple years ago. Oh, he was the best player on the I court. Think, I think people forget that. And I think a lot you know, of people, think if you ask, well, they'll think say, to no, your, he, he didn't win. To your point, so on that court for that series was LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. And I'm trying to remember, Duncan was still there. Yeah. And Kawhi was the one who got the MVP with all those future Hall of Famers on the court. That's when that's when we knew just how great he was. Yeah, he's a really good player. And and I think that do you think the Lakers did anything wrong by trying to get him? Oh no, gosh no. Um, matter matter of fact, I think if you even have a possibility of getting a guy like Kawhi, you go all in to use a poker term. Well, and but Wyatt, they almost got him. Uh, I I've talked to many people that tell me it was down to. Pretty much the Lakers and the Clippers. And I have a friend who works for the Clippers who on Thursday, Kawhi announced on a Friday night, on Thursday, 
my friend who works for the Clippers thought the Lakers were getting him. So they came pretty I, close. I heard something here, like the uh, a while before he it was announced that it was either the Clippers or Toronto. Some there were people who said that, but I always thought in the back of my mind, well. The Lakers are the Lakers, so if there's anybody who could sneak up on Ka- yeah. on Kawhi, I, I it's the think Lakers. The, I think the Lakers made a really good run at him. They came up short, but I, if, if they had it to do over again, I think they would tell How you they, they would do were it they? they did. How close were well, they? Well, I mean, obviously, they they were one of three teams that were in the final, and maybe, if you believe my guy, one of two. Um, and it, it depends what reporting you believe. I mean, I was told that Toronto was told they were out before the Lakers were, so that makes me think it was the Lakers and Clippers at the end. So, what, so how were the Lakers told they were out? What did they have to do, or what did they didn't? What didn't they do in order to? I, that's a good question. But I think that when Paul George, when did anyone know out in the league that Paul George wanted a trade before? Not until he asked for it. No, I mean he he asked for it. The, I think on that Friday. How that was the that was the fastest move I've ever seen. Well, you, you... that's the league now, Wyatt. They, you know, players um, have the ability to kind of shape where they're going and where they want to play, whether it be through free agency or in that case, um, I got a, I know a couple people that work for the Thunder and uh, they told me that the Thunder had gone to the playoffs two years in a row with Russ and Paul George and had, had gotten eliminated in the first round. So there's some people at the Thunder that thought they needed to do a rebuild anyway. So they weren't all that disappointed. I was surprised that it was... Paul George left instead of Billy Donovan. I was convinced that Billy Donovan would have gotten fired in the summer. Yeah, I like Billy Donovan, but uh, the it, it it's just a performance based business, and I don't think he did anything with. Well, look, that roster they had was predicated on you can't get hurt. Correct. Like if you get hurt, it's over. If Russ or Paul George get hurt, it's over. And it was a top-heavy roster. It was a situation where Stephen Adams, Paul George, and Russ were making all the money. So when you do that, when you pay three guys all the money, it's sometimes hard to fill in the other nine spots. And so that's what the challenge was for that. So I'm all right, going so to we've got I'm... less than five minutes left. What do you want to get to? So I'm going to... I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. And it kind of goes with what we talked about, what we talked about at the beginning. So, you took over for Joel, for Joe, for Joel Myers, for who had the gig, right? That was the first. Not exactly. So, what when I took over as the play-by-play guy in 2011, I took over for Spiro Didis, who, who now is at CBS doing football. Right. With, I forget who, but it's not a big name analyst. So either. Joel was doing the TV, yes. and Bill McDonald replaced Joel, okay. and Spiro was doing the radio, and I replaced Spiro. Okay. So Joel Myers' son played at LMU Jay. back, yes, yeah. back when, like 15 years ago, which is like 2007 or 8 or something. And LMU or USC? LMU. Okay. And I was waiting in line for something before the game started and not for food or whatever. And I see someone I recognize who's who's in the next line over for me. And I said, Mom, look, that's Joel Myers. And Mom's like, oh, yeah, you're right, or whatever. So then I, I so then he we start talking, and he says, Hey, would you be available? Would, are you able to come to Staples Center that Sunday? That was he, a Saturday. He, Joel said that to you. Yes. Okay. And I said, "Well, yeah." <laughs> he said, "Well, he said, well, that we're playing, well, they're playing the Spurs." I said, "Well, yeah, okay." Um, and so he offered me tickets behind the basket for a Sunday six thirty game against the Spurs back in two thousand seven. Okay. And. I think the whole Gersten Pavilion might have had an earthquake if if they they should be lucky their structure is still in place. Why? Because a, you were so surprised yes. and excited. Well, yes. good for Joel. Yes. And did you go? Oh yes, we did. Oh good. Who won? Do you remember? I think it was the Lakers, but yeah. <laughs> I think it was the I think it was the night that Spike Lee was shooting that movie. The Kobe doing work. Yes, I think. Sure. I think it's that. I think it was that night because I remember. 
because I, I remember that that was, because I watched Kobe doing work, and I remember seeing, oh, it was that night, wasn't it? Because I remember seeing, I remember, I, I remember everything being almost exactly to what happened that Now, night. have you watched Kobe doing work carefully to see if you're in it? Because they had about 24 I, I a, cameras there. I was, I was sitting on the other side. I don't think, I was sitting over here on the right. I don't think they got me, but they got, yeah. So I'll never forget that. Um, so thanks for doing this. Um, we'll do something um, later uh, before the season starts again. So thanks for doing this. Um, and Tell talk- Will, I want whatever you pay Will to do this, I want the payment. Tell Will he yes, gives me money. You okay? are. Yes, I will. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL 2019 season preview. Today, I'm going to do my prediction slash over-under. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, you heard some something that I did of ESPN LA's John Ireland about the NBA that will be added to this because we don't have... Uh, Will this week, so he was doing some filling work for Will. Um, so we're gonna first get into the AFC, and the first team that we have is the Buffalo Bills. Their head coach is Sean McDermott, and their record last year was. Six and ten. Um, I would say you have to go over six and ten, but with the they start on Sunday at the Jets, which they could win that. Um, they got a lot in free agency this year, but they lost. Some two as well, so they need they need to start protecting uh, Josh Allen better because he was getting hit a lot uh, last uh, season. So I think they can get they can get seven and nine maybe this year, maybe. So I'm taking the over slightly at seven and nine. All right, so we have the Miami Dolphins. They're going to be god-awful. They're they're at the basement of not just the AFC, but the entire league in general. Um, They are not going to be that good. Um, They um, start on Sunday at home against Baltimore. Um, so, last year they were 7-9. I could say they're a little under. I could say they're going... Five and, I'm going to say 5-11. and 11. I'm a little, un, a little, a little under, 5-11. and 11, Because I just see them that bad. Uh, their quarterback play... It isn't very good. They've got, uh, um, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they have Josh Rosen as his backup. So I don't expect anything from this um, Dolphins quarterback group this year. Um, their defense is is absolute trash. Um, they uh, they just don't look good. Um, and the quarterbacks are weak, um, but they can, they just, they need to be able to just, they need, they have, they can't get hurt and they can't win anything. So they need to, so whatever they do this year, people are going to be upset about if you're a Dolphins fan, I feel sorry for you, but they're really, really bad. Uh, they, they don't have, um, much of anything. Uh, they, they, they got rid of a lot. And they didn't. And they didn't do anything for agency really that will help them. Maybe Dwayne Allen, 
the former New England tight end, but I, I think that that's even being a little generous when you when you refer when you talk about who he is. I just feel like it's just a little generous. And Eric Rowe, former New England corner, um, so they really didn't do anything. The Josh Rosen trade might work for them. I'm not really a Josh Rosen guy. I've never really been a Josh Rosen guy because I just don't. I haven't seen enough of him, and when I have seen him, I just thought he just hadn't at UCLA. He didn't do it for me. So you know, that's that's what we're that's what, what they're dealing with right now in Miami, and it's rather grim. So we're gonna uh, now we're going to go talk about the New England Patriots, who have the who are the reigning once again the reigning Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Um, they won the Super Bowl last year with a record of eleven and five. I could say, I I think they're gonna stay about the same uh, because I really don't think that they are any better or any worse. Um, they might take a little bit of a drop off in the running with the running backs um, because they. Uh, they just it, the running backs are what I think is going to be an issue for them. Um, the receiving core isn't great either. If you look at these names, it just doesn't it just doesn't look good at all. Um, but the one thing that they do have, their defense is still pretty good. Um, it's just they just they just it just doesn't look good for them. You know they. They they on running backs on the run, on offense really, but they have Tom Brady, who some people call the goat, and I don't think that that'll change. I don't think that offensively, if 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 you have Tom Brady, I don't think you worry about the offense. There's a reason for why they haven't really done anything to the offense since. Um, for about the last like two years, like they haven't really done anything to the offense because I think they know just how important Tom Brady is, and if you don't lose him, you don't really have to change anything. They know they know going in. They know going in what they don't have to do. Uh, that's pretty obvious what they're de- what you're what we're dealing with right now. Um, so we've got the New York Jets. Head coach is Brand is their new head their new head coach Adam Gaze, former um, Miami Dolphins head coach Adam Gaze. They play they start at home against Buffalo on Sunday, and it looks they don't it doesn't look good for them at all. Uh, it, they get a couple. They get two. They get they get Buffalo, which I think might be a decent game, and then and then the next week you get Cleveland. You get you get you get you you, you host the Cleveland Browns on a Monday night, and I think, excuse me, I think Cleveland's gonna have them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because I don't see. Anything else good that can happen with this team? Because um, defensively, they just don't impress me. Um, it just looks like they like they just don't know what to do defensively right now, and it it's rather sad. They have um, some guys who might be able to do it, but it just doesn't it just doesn't look great right now. I mean, if you look at the linemen, I mean, Jesus, people. I mean, it just looks horrible. Uh, they don't really have guys who have that much experience. Leonard Williams is a decent lineman. I think he's just not exactly what they thought they were going to get. Um, I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm saying he's not what they want. He's not what they thought they were going to get. So Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, they are they're starting Lamar Jackson for their, his first full year. I don't think it's gonna go well because I don't think he can 
stay healthy because he's going to get hit so many times. Unless you can protect Lamar Jackson, you're you're fine. But if you have any issues with that offensive line, then you're screwed. So we've got... We just don't have a great offensive line here. Uh, that's pretty bad. Um, it's, it's either they're old like Marshall Yanda or you have absolutely no experience. Like it just, it's like you got two first years, two second years, and it just looks terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, I understand why some people are high or somewhat high on them. Unfortunately, I'm not because unfortunately, it just doesn't look as if they're gonna do a whole lot. So now, thank God we're done with the AFC East. The AFC East is going to be dog shit like uh, always, other than the Patriots. There's a reason for why the Patriots always, always come out of that division. Because there's no competition. That division is rather bottom heavy. So if you, if you take out the Patriots, you don't have anything, do you? So that's the thing. So we'll hopefully... Um, Someone surprises us in that division. I just don't see it happening at this point. See, it's it, it just seems very, very like not like it just seems very unlikely. Um, I understand it. I totally understand why people pick the Patriots every year because in that division, that's what happens. That division isn't very good. They, other than the Patriots, they've had nothing for the past like fifteen years. More than that, I think. So, I'm being generous when I say 15 years because we all know it's been more than that. It's been more like 18, 19. Um, I just don't. Re I'm not just not really a fan of them and and that whole division, really. I just, but I know it sounds like a shock that I'm not a fan of um, the Patriots. I'm just not. I don't. I don't like what they stand for. I just don't. I feel like a lot of people rush to defend them when they really haven't done much. When they really haven't, when they really don't deserve it, because they've cheated the entire time. They've they've cheated the entire time. They they don't. They're not exactly the most likable bunch in the world. And I don't think Tom Brady's a likable guy. I don't think Bill Belichick is a likable guy. I don't think Rob Gronkowski is. I don't like him either. I don't buy that either. It's a front. I don't buy that. So now, sorry for that rant. We're now on to the Cincinnati Bengals with their new first-year head coach Zach Taylor. They are at are at Seattle for on Sunday. I'm not really a fan of um, this team because if you look at their, what their issue is, that they don't have. Their depth quarterback is horrendous. Uh, they, Andy Dalton has tapered off for what that's worth. He hasn't exactly had great years recently. Um, they don't have a whole lot of running back depth. They need more of that. Their receiving core, excuse me, is shaky. They, they need to shore that up. Um, their defensive linemen... Um, or, or is that's decent? Their defense, their O line is good. It's okay. Their linebackers, horrible, horrible, horrible linebackers. Um, their D D line isn't great, and their, you know, their specialists are okay. Their, you know, you, you mean like a, you mean their, when we say specialists, you mean like their punt return, the snappers, all that. So, yeah, they're not going to be there. That's pretty much it. Um, the Cleveland Browns, led by new by their former assistant, Freddie Kitchens. They are at home to the Tennessee Titans. They host Tennessee Titans on Sunday. And I really like this team. I'm one of the people who believe... Um, I really feel like Baker Mayfield cannot get cannot get hurt because they're 
there are two there the two um quarterbacks on this roster if you take out Baker Mayfield Garrett Gilbert and Drew Stanton so you're not that's not good you're not going to win very many games if the two of them are anchoring your offense you're just not going to so so I'm very concerned when it comes to that because you he can't get hurt if he gets hurt it's over they're their season's over, if everything's over. So you can't have that. Because if you don't, because if you start Drew Stanton, you take away a lot of wins and production and everything else. So you can't have that. So now we're going to the Pittsburgh Steelers who trade away Antonio Brown in the offseason. And after today, I think they should be very happy about that. I think there are some fans who are rather frustrated, but I think now it's pretty, it's kind of worth it now. You know, now it's very worth it. And uh, it just seems as if now they are moving on away from him. And we understand that. So they play, they host, they play, they go to New England on opening on Sunday night, which is a Sunday night um, NBC game. And it's going to be very difficult for them. Uh, they, they just didn't do a whole lot of right with the wide receivers. Um, they, they don't really have much there when you talk about wide receivers. Um, I just don't see it. James Conner, and after that, I just don't see it happening for them on the, the wide receivers and um, they there's the receivers are decent um i don't i'm not really a fan of, of any of these guys i I'm, i like juju smith schuster but that's pretty much it their o-line is gotta get better they've got to be able to protect um Ben Roethlisberger, because he's been getting killed recently in the pocket. So you need to do something about that. Um, they, they, unfortunately, they have Josh Dobbs is competent. Um, I think that he is able to help in that sense. But I also know that if, I also know that they would rather just have Ben play for the whole season, which we get that. We totally get that. But Ben is someone who who randomly gets hurt. And we have to prepare, you have to prepare yourself for that. That's a possibility. That is something that can happen. That is something that is, might happen. Like we, like we know this already. We've seen him, we, in, in the, in re, recently, we know what's been going on and how they haven't been able to protect him for years and he gets hit a lot very hard and he can he runs out of the pocket and doesn't throw the ball away doesn't have a quick release that's his but that's his major issue so he has to overcome in order to be reliable for the whole season so now we're at with the houston uh texans um, they play at New Orleans on Monday night, which is game one of a two-game Monday night slate, which is a ESPN's annual Monday night doubleheader. Um, they were 11-5 last year. They, they can definitely do that again. Thanks to Andrew Luck's retirement, uh, the Texans are, are now... I think some people think that they're in the driver's seat. I think some people are out there saying, thank you, Andrew Luck. I think that's where the Tex Texans fans should be saying. That's exactly where the, what the Texans fans should be saying at this point. Thank you to Andrew, to Andrew Luck for retiring because now you open yourself up to that. You open yourself up to things. You open yourself up to teams um, who... Uh, you open yourself up to teams. You open yourself up to 
being a better team, and that's a good thing. Very good thing. The Indianapolis Colts, as I already said, are not going to have a great year this year because they don't have Andrew Luck, who retired late last month. So they really don't have anything um, quarterback-wise. Jacoby Brissett's okay. He's serviceable. He just isn't great. He isn't great. Um, he's serviceable, but he's not great, really. So that's fine. Um, so they have Jacoby Brissett, who is the quarterback the starter right now uh, they just re-signed him to a about a three year extension so they are um, they were 10 and 6 last year I, I think they're a wild card team at best at this point I don't see them going very far in the playoffs because I don't think that Jacoby Brissett can can put them over the hump. So Jacksonville, uh, they had a down year last year after being, after after almost beating the Steelers in a playoff game uh, the year before. So the Jaguars, um, in my opinion, this is what needs to happen for the Jaguars. Nick Foles has got to be able to stay healthy, and he is ha has to be able to help them. Because you, your backups are Tanner Lee and Alex, whoever that is, I didn't pronounce it. And if that, and if that those are your backups, you're in trouble. So you, you need him to stay healthy. Um, and uh, the Tennessee Titans who play at, who go to Cleveland on Sunday, they uh, are, I don't like this at all. They got Marcus Mariano doesn't make us very worried, and Ryan Tannehill. Neither one you really, you really feel good about at this point in their careers. Um, just all the injuries and everything that's happened with them. You don't really feel great about it. Um, the Denver Broncos, um, Led by their first-year head coach, Vic Fangio. They go to Oakland for the late Monday night game. Um, which I, th I think they can win. I think with the news coming down about Antonio Brown's suspension, I think that the Broncos can win that game. Without uh, Antonio Brown, I think they can definitely win that game. Kansas City, I picked them as my favorite for the uh, AFC West. Everybody does. Um, and they start at Jacksonville on Sunday. This is a wild, my wild card for the AFC is the char are the Chargers. They host the Colts on Sunday. Um, they don't have Melvin Gordon at the moment, who's in the middle of a holdout over a contract. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are in deep trouble. They do not have Antonio Brown, it looks like, for a week plus. Uh, there hasn't been a... Uh, report on the amount of games and how long his suspension will last. So I think either way they're in trouble regardless because you take him out of the you take him out and your and your receivers, I mean, are just terrible. I mean let let me read these out uh, off to you. Marcel Altman Sheed Blackwell Martavius Bryant, Paul Butler, Derek Carrier, Ryan Grant, Dwayne Harrison, Keon Hatcher, Johnny Horton, Hutton, Holton, whatever, uh, JJ Nelson, Lee Smith, Darren Weller, Terrell Williams, and Luke Wilson. So have you ever heard of more than like two of those names? No, you haven't. So that's the problem. They don't have anyone who is 
that who is that good, and they really need to figure out what they're going to do about that, because it's going to hurt them big time. If you don't have, you know, a decent quarterback in the NFL, a decent receiver, your season's over before it begins, quite frankly. So, um, my NFC pick are pretty much this. Are pretty much Kansas City is my pick to go to the Super Bowl. New England, they're, they're going to play New England. Playoff, my playoff picks are the Chargers, are Kansas City, the Chargers, New England, and Cleveland. That's that's what we're going with right now in Houston. And I just that's what I that's where I'm going right now in the AFC. Now we're going to the NFC. We start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, who start on Sunday and they host the Giants as they usually do for the Opener. Um, they check here. We're still we got like fifteen. Okay, we're good. Um, we so we have them. Uh, they are. They were ten and six last year. Lost in the playoffs to the Rams. So actually, I'm gonna cut this off, and then we're I'm gonna put this into two parts. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor, an app that helps content creators air the best content possible. So, welcome to part two. This time, we're taking a look at the NFC. Um, we're going to start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they ended their season, <coughs> excuse me, ten and six. Um, they are, they want, they lost um, the the in the divisional playoff game to the Rams. Excuse me. The Cowboys think they have a Super Bowl, a chance for a Super Bowl this year. I personally don't see it, but, you know, a lot of other people do. Um, I don't see it happening. Um, the, the newer Giants, Jesus, they're bad. Um, they play the Cowboys in Dallas on opening day at... 125 Pacific, 425 Eastern. I'm just, not, I just don't get it with this team. I don't, I don't get what they're trying to do because they were five and eleven last year. What tell, what doesn't, what tells you they're going to be better than that this year? Because look, they Eli Manning is deteriorating. Um, Daniel Jones is not the answer at this point. Uh, maybe, maybe next, maybe in a couple years from now, but I don't see it. Kyle Laletta has never really seen the field. Um, I just don't see it. So, I, I see why people are crazy for, are, are really, really into Daniel Jones. I, I understand it, because you, because you picked him, um, so I understand. You picked him in, in the first round, I understand. But I don't see, <coughs> realistically, what he, what he can do. Um, I don't really see it. Um, it's a shame, because I feel like they're a good team. I, I, I feel like they would be a good team if they actually had a, a veteran, a quarterback who was a veteran who wasn't falling off. The Eagles, um, nothing new here. Uh, they they start at home against the they open at home against the Redskins 
on Sunday. Nothing new here. They are not, in my opinion, they just don't have enough. Um, quarterbacks. Quarterback is a big issue for them. <coughs> if Carson Wentz gets hurt again, they're beyond done. Um, it's so done. They're so done. It's not even funny. Um, I understand why people like him. I just find him overrated. The Rossington Redskins, their defense could be good, but nothing else about them is good. Uh, their quarterback situation is horrendous. They, you, I feel like you need a, a, fran, a good quarterback at least to win the NFL, and they don't have that. Um, they still have Alex Smith on the roster after last year's horrendous injury. For what's that? For what that's worth, who knows at this point? Um, they're gonna start Case Keenum. I don't see it happening. I don't see him doing anything for you that's good at all. Uh, the Chicago Bears, they're my... That's who I think the Rams play in the NFC Championship game. I really feel like it's the Bears. I, I'm very bullish on this team because I know good offense when I see it, and this is they have a great defense and stuff, so they're, they're, they're on their way. Uh, Mr. Trubisky got much better and, and much better since his since putting him in the letting him start last year which was a sh let, they were for last year was a shame. Uh, the Detroit Lions garbage. Uh, there's nothing good here. They they open at Arizona on Sunday. They might win. They might. I mean that's how bad Arizona is at this point. I think the Lions are better, which isn't saying much because uh, you know. Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers. We'll see how they are tonight. Uh, I don't really, I don't really trust them defensively. And receive, and the receiving core is rather weak. So, yeah, I just, I'm just not into this team. I know a lot of people are. I'm just not. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, they cut Deshaun Kaiser. Thank God for that. But other than that, there's nothing good about Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the cutting of Deshaun Kaiser. I just don't. I'm not. I don't see it working out for them at all this year. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, not great. Not great. They open home home against Atlanta. Uh, they had, Kirk Cousins is the most overrated piece of shit in the league. He's terrible. I don't know why anyone would pay him. Don't know why anyone pays him that much money because he's not worth it. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are not great either, but they're better than at least they're better than uh, the the Packers and the and the Vikings and the yeah just you know. So um, I would say that they. Um, they 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 start at Minnesota on Sunday. They could win that. It's quarterback play for Minnesota is horrendous. Kirk Cousins is horrendous. Um, Car the Carolina Panthers they have a very tough game. They they host the Rams at home. Um, I don't think they have a chance at hell to beat the Rams because I don't think Cam Newton is healthy enough be expected to do so um, so they're probably gonna start uh, Kyle Allen which should make everybody nervous after what happened after what I saw in preseason I'm very nervous about Kyle Allen New Orleans Saints decent but not a Super Bowl team they just, they, they, I just don't see it that I think everybody I think I, I think because the Bears are getting better there's one team that has to go out and that's totally the um, the Saints, okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They hired Bruce Arians as their coach for one reason, that is to resurrect uh, Jameis Winston's career. Because last year he was terrible. Uh, he was five and eleven, which is pretty bad, really, really bad. And they have really bad backup quarterbacks, Blaine, Blaine Gabbert. 
Jesus Christ, and Ryan Griffin, who most people have never heard of. I don't think he's ever taken a snap. So that's pretty bad. The Arizona Cardinals are even worse. If that makes any sense at all. Uh, they're terrible. They don't. They don't look. It doesn't look like they have anything to be excited about at this point. They're just. They're just garbage. They. They open at home against Detroit on Sunday. They're trash. They're not making it. They're not going very far. The Rams are my Super Bowl pick for the NFC this year. I think that it's most likely the Chiefs and the Rams. I really do, but that's what I think the best of our talent in the league is this year. Is the two best. San Francisco, 49ers, Jesus. No way. Absolutely not. Um, I don't see it. I wish, I wish, but no. I wish that there was some, some I wish that Jimmy Garoppolo could be decent, but I don't think he, he's able to be as good as people think. Um, they they open at Tampa Bay, which I think the 49ers can win that at least. And then they they have two very easy openers at Tampa Bay, to open the season at Tampa Bay at Cincinnati. I could see that working out for them. I could see them getting two of those because then they open at home against Pittsburgh. I don't see that. So. And Seahawks, no way. Um, they're they're going to be competing. They can compete. But the acquisition of Jeremy Clowney is really going to boost that defense up from last year. They weren't that good. And that's, an, that's it for this year's... Uh, uh, preview show. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor, an app that helps content creators air their best content possible.